What's up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So lately, I have been thinking about disappearing for three days. How's that sound, Brie? That sound good? Disconnect from everything. Shut off phone, no internet, no TV, nothing. Like actually just like disconnecting from everything and like decompressing, clearing out the mind. Except I don't really know how to clear out my mind. So I met a young lady who knows how to. Her name is Niall Shell. She has an amazing podcast called Meditation Matters. And I wanted to have this conversation about what it means to really take care of your mind, how it lends to your better self, how it sets you really on the right path to, you know, reaching your full potential, because that's what we are here to do, right? Is like reach our full potential, make sure that we are operating on all cylinders at all times. And you really can't do that if you got a lot of shit on your mind. And right now I got a lot of shit on my mind. So we sat down, we had a great conversation. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to connect this to was how this lends not just to reaching your full potential, but what it means to a community, right? Like, how do we change the narrative on the individual reaching their full potential and leaving their community behind rather than, you know, you don't reach your full potential until your community comes along with you. So let's sit back, hear her journey and the importance of meditation and how amazing her podcast is. Nayo, how are you? I'm good. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the corner. So I've dubbed it's the corner, kind of like I'm taking the corner back, you Mm -hmm. know, because coming up, like, like hanging on the corner and quotation marks, it was always a bad thing, but now it's going to be a good thing. I like that, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I literally came up with that on the spot. It wasn't. That was great. Now that's forever your slogan. The corner. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to to the corner. corner. (laughs) Um, Tell us about you. Ah, okay. Where you want me to start? This Let's movie? start with uh, where you come from. Okay, sure. Uh, so I come from Prince George's County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I come from a family of, uh, there's six of us total, like six siblings total, including me. So I come from a big family, second oldest. So I definitely took on that role of like taking care of my younger siblings. Yeah. It's about a six year difference between me and my younger sister. Oh, wow. And four and a half difference between me and my older brother. Mm. So, yeah, uh, big family, grew up in very religious household, um, Baptist, and um, uh, my dad was a preacher for pretty much all my life, and he was recently no longer a preacher, and but now he's um, like a reverend. I don't know. There's so many terminology. I don't know yeah, everything. The, yeah. Uh, you can't ask me. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to. I won't hold you to I don't know all the that. details about that. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, just grew up in the household. Um of course, you know, so we have religion and like school was like very, very important mm. uh, sports. I was an athlete my whole life. Um, and then I was also a dancer for about 18 years, a uh, ballerina. So I got to like professional status. And then I was like, all right, take a break. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know, I kind of felt like my whole life I was like forced to do it. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do what I want to do. But actually, I really genuinely loved it. It was awesome. Uh, it was a really cool creative outlet and stuff like that. So. I definitely got to explore like arts and stuff. Like my parents would put me in like art classes, and when I wasn't running around playing soccer and breaking my ankles, I was painting or something. <laughs> That's the creativity that you have today, right? Yeah, so, yeah. what do you? What's uh, tell us about your podcast? Yeah, so I uh, run the Meditation Matters podcast, which is about meditation, as you can imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would hope but, so. Right, um, but not just. I don't just like sit and like 
do guided meditations, right? It's actually about like practical topics. So I talk about self-healing, I talk about energy, I talk about like how changing your perspective can change your life. Mm. Um, I talk about how meditation can help you with like calming down what they call that monkey mind, which yeah. is just kind of like the overthinking, the scattered thinking, the always gotta always, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. There's a couple of practices, especially breathing, that I like to talk about a lot that can really help to just like calm you down. Because even though, yes, I've been meditating for years at this point, there are moments where my mind is still chaotic and I turn to my breath and focus on that to really help me settle down and to get into what they call the parasympathetic nervous system, mm. which is a system where you're like, oh, I'm cozy, I'm home, this is a safe space where I can do all the luxuries that the body wants to do. The luxury of a body is digesting properly, detoxing your body properly, chilling properly, being able to express things the way you really want to, right? But the opposite of the parenthesis as you, as you can imagine, is just kind of like your stress nervous system. Right. Like like laser, uh, saber-toothed tiger is coming to attack you. Now you're in a stress system. Right. Your boss has sent you this crazy email that's got you hot. Now you're in your stress right. system. But the problem about that is that your body doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger coming to kill you and so that's truly life or death, and your boss sending you a nasty email. Just responding that's to those exactly. levels accordingly. But your body doesn't know the difference. And so a lot of the stress. So really where the origin of the podcast came from, it's a combination of like my personal healing journey on a spiritual level, um, an emotional level, and a physical level, but also understanding that like stress was probably one of the bigger fact, biggest factors in my life and understanding that that's a really major factor in like all of our lives, especially if you're living like <laughs> – in this system, in the society, um, and you're tapped in the way that we are, right? It's just kind of like you're stressed a lot. There's a lot of expect expectations, a lot of responsibility, a lot going on. So the basis of my podcast is really like, all right, we have a lot going on in our lives, and let's all live our lives the best that we can. And, yeah, sometimes it's going to be a bit of suffering going on. We're going to be stressed. What can I, Niall Shell, and all the things that I've learned and practiced over my life, how can I share ways and, you know, talks, different practices to kind of bring us back to ourselves, right? So it's like healing from the inside out, right. grounding from the inside out, and taking at least five minutes, if we can, out of our day to just breathe a little bit, be with ourselves, don't ignore our feelings anymore. I like lived majority of my life ignoring my feelings when that was like the freedom I needed, right? Yeah. That's what really helped to set me free and to help to heal and to kind of like complete my being in a way, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. So my podcast is a healing journey, but also something I really realized at some point, maybe others would benefit from hearing mm. about my personal journey. And then that's when I started bringing other people on the podcast, like, Hey, I'm curious about you. And like, what's your journey like? And then I started, you know, certain topics and then, you know, I don't know, just people are awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's like where the birthing of meditation matters came from and why I believe it to be so important. So you said your, your, uh, father was a pastor. Yeah. Um, did that play in your evolution of, you know, self-healing and like how did that impact you realizing that meditation was something that you needed and something to be shared with everyone else? Yeah. So growing up in a Christian household, I for the longest time didn't understand that prayer is meditation. It mm -hmm. is a form of meditation. It's kind of like more of an active meditation. Right. Um, and the meditations I do combination. I'll do active meditation being prayer. And then I'll also do receptive meditation, which is I have now prayed and I've now put out into the universe, you know, what, what I want to. And now I'm sitting in complete openness and receiving mode. The answers to the questions or receiving whatever it is that, you know, I wanted to be intentional about in my prayers. 
Um, my dad is also quite charismatic and he's great connecting with people mm. and he's also a great speaker. So I have his qualities, <laughs> at least at least being a good speaker and I guess charismatic. Sometimes I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't It'd know. be like that sometimes. But my dad's pretty great. Like, I don't know. He's a great networker. Like we'll be walking down the street. Someone's like, hey, Don, how you doing? And he was like, hey. And he'll be like, I have no idea who that is. And I'm like, dad. <laughs> I feel that sometimes, honestly. I absolutely feel that. I'm sure... Uh, Bree, my wife, is off to the side. Like, yeah, he can, well, every time he walks through this, she actually says this every time we go somewhere. Oh, my goodness. How often I just you know somebody. meet random people yeah. that I don't remember everybody. But yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I would say I'm sure my parents probably wanted me to go to uh, sermons. Min- what is it? Sermon? I don't Minister, know. Min- I don't know. I, Whatever. I'm <laughs> terribly religious. Sermon so school. I, I was going to call it sermon school. We're, we're going to go with. <laughs> sermon school your parents <laughs> wanted to go not to sermon school and, <laughs> and you said, i'm sure they wanted me to become like a reverend or pastor yeah. or some sort of like active person in like the church but mm. eventually i um <clears throat> started learning about how all the other religions and spiritualities were kind of telling a similar story yeah and then i was like wait a minute <laughs> and i was like i was a senior in high school and I started to realize this. So I started, I went to the library and I was like secretly checking out books. Of course, in a library card that's in my mom's name. <laughs> so if something's late, it's going to her email. So one day uh, I had a book called The Eightfold Path. It's like, you know, the practice of Buddhism and everything like that. And my mom's like, what are you doing with this book? Uh-oh. Like she got really mad at me. Found out. Yeah, she found out that I was like checking out books on Hinduism and Judaism and the Quran and everything like this. I was checking all these books. I was like, yo, I'm trying to get hit because everything is a slightly different story, slightly different rules and regulations, mm-hmm. right? But it seems to be getting to a relatively the same thing. And that's like what really interested me and also fueled my personal journey and like kind of like learning that there's more to than to what I was presented mm. in life and that I actually can choose, even if my parents may not approve, I can choose to continue to educate myself further and further by just going to the library and getting, checking out free books, you know, internet, reading the internet for free. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm a curious person. So I, I feel like uh, <laughs> you've opened the door for us to dive into a number of different things, not just religion, <laughs> but also that access of information. Yes. Uh, but let's redirect a little bit and talk about the importance of meditation, because mm-hmm. I think it's I can only speak for the community that I, I come from. Um, and I think there is a negative stigma around certain forms of just like self-healing. Yeah. Meditation tends to be a part of that. Right? right. For like the masculine man. It's like, I'm not going to meditate. You know, that's that's weak. <laughs> Sweet son, that's my New York. It's your sweet my son. Sweet son. So, like, <laughs> talk ass. about like <laughs> dead ass. Sweet son. Let's talk about that um, that dynamic mm-hmm. and and does that ever come ac- across your plate? Like, do you ever hear that you know the the negative things that tend to get associated with like meditation? And then when you got dive deeper into you know the healing of the mind of sure. of therapy and those those types of things. Yeah, so I've never actually had anybody come at me and say that meditation is weak from like a masculine perspective, yeah. but I'm sure if they haven't come at me, maybe it's because they didn't want to. Mm. So I don't know, but I definitely have had people ask me, what is the point? Mm. You know, I've tried to sit, I tried your way. They'll say my way, it's not my way. <laughs> but they've tried, they've you tried to doctor, sit. It's not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're, they just can't calm down, they just can't whatever. And I tell people all the time, one, when it comes to people who are too anxious or they feel like they're not achieving their that goal for the very first time, I'm like, look, 
you got to practice. It's it's like yeah. a muscle in yeah. a way. Like you got to keep exercising it. You got to keep practicing. You got to be patient with yourself. And you got to speak nicely to yourself. So that's the first thing for that. In terms of folks who may feel demasculated from taking time for themselves to just sit and like nourish their soul and their spirit, there's nothing weak about that. Mm. That's actually an intense strength. Being able to be in touch with yourself on a spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, whatever type of level you need to be on is very important. Um, it helps us to become more intuitive, be able to make better decisions that are more online, in line with our path on the spot without us being worried, stressed, or anything like that. Um, I actually recently did an episode on the power of choice, right? And <clears throat> we have so many choices that we can make when we're presented a dis like we're presented a situation, we probably have like 10 different choices we can make. How do you know which one to take? Mm -hmm. You know, so if meditating and sitting quietly with myself or praying by myself or even, you know, with someone else, you can do it with your boys, you do it with your partner, you do it with your family. You know what I'm saying? If you are uncomfortable doing it by yourself, if you need to be reaffirmed that you are a man, you are a man, <laughs> you are a woman, you are whoever you decide to identify as. Um, and meditating and taking time to like get to know yourself on a very personal, intimate level actually really helps you in the long run. It helps you make better decisions. It helps you better connect with people. It helps you to be more detached from like maybe those variety of emotions and feelings and thoughts that you may feel throughout the day. So it's it just kind of helps you live from like a third point of view in a way. Um, just having a brand new perspective on life. I mean, I'm not saying that that's going to be overnight. Like you flip a coin, like, oh, bam, great. I'm awesome. Tonight was the first night I did it, and now yeah. I'm great. I, I tell people that's unrealistic, <laughs> but it's a journey. It's a practice, and just like how you brush your teeth in the morning, hopefully, if you brush your teeth, you know, I'd be, hopefully. <laughs> it it's okay. You can also turn your brush, your teeth brushing experience into a meditative experience. You can mm -hmm. switch the hand, actually. That actually really gets you in the present moment. Um but yeah, it's it's an empowering thing. And I, I really, even if you're not the type of person, even if people are not the type of person to like sit and meditate, because I know everybody likes to do that. You can walk and meditate. You can talk and meditate. Um, you can drive and meditate. You can do anything in meditation. I always like to say that um, meditation is is life. Like if we are willing to allow ourselves to be in the present moment when we can, when we can remember to bring ourselves there, because oftentimes we were thinking about the past, yeah. thinking about the future. We're not always understand, like you know, paying attention to how good this the food may be in our mouth at the right. moment, or how great this water feels brushing over our skin. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely do it. You could sit and meditate on the block if you want to on the corner. <laughs> Come to the corner and meditate. <laughs> that should be a thing. A bunch of a uh, bunch of dudes just sitting. Just on the sit corner on the corner and meditating. Starting a new trend. You can sit on a chair like your pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> starting new trends. Who's gonna be the first dude out there to? I know. Start a new Got meditation a corner. Who's there gonna go. do it? I don't know. <laughs> Coming up, I talked to Niall about how she started meditating. Uh, some advice she gives to people that have questions about it and what this community means to her platform coming up right after this break. So I've had a lot of people coming to me asking me where I find the time and the space to make all of these podcasts happen. Well, I have to thank the folks at Rec Philly. They provide me the space, the equipment 
and the networking capacity to make this take off. And it's not just for other podcasts. Other creative individuals use this space as well. We're talking musicians, photographers, anyone that considers themselves a creative individual. So if that's you, head over to Rec Philly. Visit them on Instagram. And if you find yourself wanting a membership, tell them Salah sent you. You know, like you, you, you mentioned a couple of times how like the first time you do it or the first few times you meditate, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't click. Was it like that for you? Um, no. <laughs> you, were, you were the one. Uh, it was very it interesting. Uh, you know, these stories are interesting because I've heard many stories. Yeah. Right. So I'll start with this. My brother gifted me a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And he had a series of recommendations on how to start off the meditation. So if anyone's interested, I recommend checking out that book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, I think that's E-K-C-H. I'll, I'll put a, uh, a link into yeah, the be podcast awesome. notes. Yeah, because I don't know how to probably spell his name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that dude's great. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of like, I think this is my first memory of me meditating because mm. I, I don't really remember me ever trying to meditate before then. Um, and I just kind of like sat facing this gigantic oak tree in my backyard. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had like a moment of like bliss of just like very present awareness. Mm. And that moment, I would say, changed my life. And there are some people who out of nowhere, maybe their first meditation experience might be the one for them. It may take a couple of tries. It may take a lot of tries. Yeah. Some people have also what they call like awakenings. Um, that could happen in their sleep. That could happen while they're driving. That can happen when they've gotten into a serious accident. Um, it can happen, you know, when they're meditating. Oh, just, you know what I'm saying? It's just so many different things. So it's like there is no one best story. Everyone's unique in their journey. So, like, I never, just because, like, yeah, like, on oh, my first try, it kind of worked. You were, you were, <laughs> just because you were the pro doesn't mean. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to ever be discouraged gotcha. if on their first time it doesn't happen because that's not the case for every single person because there's been many folks many like spiritual teachers I've been listening to and that wasn't the case for them hmm. they're just like yeah like I was trying I was trying and I wanted to give up and then one thing things just kind of clicked do you go through moments where it's harder you know like you may have a moment where you've you know you you're feeling great right mm -hmm. like you you get into your mode of meditation but then you know, whether it's through periods of life or, you know, experiences yeah. at work that it just it comes a little bit harder to quiet that mind. Yeah. Yeah. I do still get bouts of anxiety. Yeah. So when that happens, it can become a little bit harder to it's not focus. The end. No, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Tell me, I meditate every day and I still get anxiety. Everyone. Yes. Everyone to hear. <laughs> um, but the difference is the level of self-awareness. Yeah. When you begin to feel yourself entering that space, okay, what what are you going to do to handle that? Are you just going to feed that energy? Are you going to feed that anxiety? Are you going to feed those emotions? Or are you going to say, you see that? That's the difference. Hmm. You have control of your breath every single moment. That is one, like if you don't have control of your breath, then I hope, I pray that one day you can. But our breath is with us every moment and we can slow it down, we can speed it up, we can stop it if we want to. So the breath is one of the most powerful things and it's something that we have to do. Um, unless you're trained, you probably can't go two minutes holding your breath. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I, can't. Yeah, when in doubt, I just say when in doubt, breathe. Yeah. It's the best thing. Mm. So it's, it's, there's so many different breathing patterns and exercises that you can do um, for anxiety, for depression, to also 
wake you up to give you more energy there's plenty of times where i'm like i'm slumped but then <laughs> but then like i'll do a breathing exercise and i'm awake mm. i didn't need the green tea i i can imagine you probably have a lot of people reaching out to you like i got this issue i got this issue tell me <laughs> tell me how to fix it tell me how to meditate so it'll work right you know what's what's your typical response do you have like a go-to a generic one that you pretty much give to everybody yeah i tell them to breathe mm. <laughs> that's probably not what they want to hear i literally say okay try this breathing pattern every day and i'll tell them how many i'll say uh, i'll do like it's called a box breath so you breathe in for four hold for four breathe out for four hold for four and you just repeat that cycle and i usually tell people to repeat it about eight times mm. um and then if they can do it as many times as they want to, but usually at, by the hit number eight, they're they're like chilling, like they're like able to calm down a little bit more. Maybe the energy of that emotion is not as strong. Um, but yeah, I tell people to start with their breath, and I also recommend you know pen and paper. That's yeah. also a really big one. Pen and paper, or just like I don't know, just giving themselves a chance to just like chill. Yeah. I don't know. So like that's like I am not a certified therapist. Um, <laughs> I did not go to school for therapy. Let's let's talk about that but, because yeah. you know that's something that you and I talked about right. um, in our when we were talking about putting this podcast together and is like the difference between like addressing your actual mental health issues mm -hmm. versus just calming the mind. Yes, and, and yeah, hundred uh, percent. If there are legit mental health issues that you may be dealing with and you're hundred percent not sure, and maybe you've tried the meditation, you've tried different ways, and you're still kind of suffering, mm -hmm. like therapy is awesome. Okay, I've been to, been in therapy. I'm in therapy right now, and it's great. Um, it's it just gives you a chance to talk to a third party. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can afford therapy, which honestly, arguably, therapy should be like one of those universal healthcare benefits for whole, everyone. Whole other conversation, man. Uh, <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. But it it should be because eventually you'll need someone to talk to that may be right. outside of that realm of your your close knit. Right. You know what I mean? So. Therapy is awesome, and I know that especially in our community, in the black community, like therapy has always been like, you're not depressed, go over there and wash some dishes. Or like, I don't know, just yeah. like, you're not sad, just go over there, go outside, go play, go hang out with your butt, go with your brother or something. But and I think that's the, the that culture of not addressing those mental issues, not you know understanding the connection of mm -hmm. meditation permits us to just ignore yep. the trauma or ignore what's yep. really on our mind or ignore what's happened to us because you know, we're just, you know, quote unquote, always so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and it's OK to not be strong today. Mm. Simple. Uh, I was <laughs> listening to your recent Monday rant. Can I call it that? Call it I know rant. you were talking about how you don't want it to call it that. Not nah, OK. It's technically on the interwebs. <laughs> it's called a Monday night reflection. But in all reality, it's me just ranting about a topic. Reflection is on brand. <laughs> I appreciate that. Exactly. But it's a rant. <laughs> um, you were talking about um, becoming unconditioned, mm -hmm. right? Like, what what does that mean? Like deconditioning yourself, yeah, deprogramming. Yeah. Um, like the unlearn to relearn, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I can use an example for this. I um, had a limiting belief that no one cared to hear anything I had to say. Hmm. Why do I have that belief? Where did I get that from? I don't know. Some point in my life, maybe I either was told that, I came across that, I heard that, or I misinterpreted something that someone said to me. Or just, I don't know, it could be weird. Like, why, where did I learn that from? I have no idea. Um, but in my big age, and me wanting to- <laughs> Your big age. <laughs> my big age. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you continue. <laughs> 
but just like as as I'm growing, right, and as I'm learning, and as I'm just like I don't know, just continuing forward forward in my journey, and like wanting to have my own podcast, and and wanting to put myself out there more as an artist. Um, I realized that I had to kind of get over that belief because that mm. was limiting me from being able to express my way, express myself in the many ways that I needed to. Mm. Um, and so the deconditioning part is literally like instead of when I convince myself that no one wants to hear from me or no one wants to see anything that I'm producing, I say they do. Literally, it's just a thought. It's a change of perspective. And so instead of hearing, instead of keeping everything saved in my hard drive, I just send publish whatever just yeah. do it let people hear it let people see it let people read it um and that has been so it's been the combination of changing the words that i speak to myself mm. and action that has helped me to feel a lot more that for me to realize um that that's not that's just not the case so that's an example of i had a you know a belief system right i had a conditioning and i halted that and then I deconditioned it from myself. I did go back and understand, tried to get an understanding of where it came from, right. just through like meditation or whatever. Right. Um, and then I said, you know, I'm gonna try something else. I wanna create a new neuropathic, neuro pathway in, in my head. So I want to believe that I can, that people do care to hear it from me, so. Uh, neuropathways, what, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Let's break that down. Uh, so they're all up in the brain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously. Okay, so there is um, then basically every single time we create a belief, we create a thought, there is a, or we just learn a new trait, right? We learn something. There are neuropathways that are created in our head, like highways, like, like, and also like side roads, right? Mm. So some are more intense and the more, the bigger ones are the ones that we give a lot of energy and a lot of focus to. So let's, let's take example. Let's just say you tell yourself, I'm no good with people. And you keep telling yourself that. So you never actually try to be good with people at all in any capacity mm -hmm. because you believe you're no good with people. You keep going down that, you keep sending neurons down that same pathway. Keep doing it over and over and over again. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then one day you're like, wait a minute. I just had a really great conversation with that random person on the side of the road and they seemed to be really intrigued by me and they said I was charismatic. Oh, am I really no good with people? Okay, mm -hmm. let's try again. Maybe I am good with people. And so you're like, okay, I'm just gonna keep trying to meet new people and seeing if I'm good with people. And now the, the big one that was like, I'm not good with people, it starts to diminish, degrade. Eventually it's just no more because you don't believe it anymore. So the body just absorbs it as nutrients. Hmm. And now you have a new one that's formed and that's saying, I am good with people. And you just follow that one. And that one, you just keep shooting neurons down that one. Or even like, you know, if you're like a dancer or an athlete, muscle memory. Same situation. Right, right. Um, you're sending neurons on that same pathway and you're learning it and you know how to do it and that's that. So just like how, the, like the brain is the muscle, just like any other part of the body. And it's important, like how you speak to yourself is super important. And that's like one of the biggest things about living a life that is true to you and not just putting yourself down all the time. Playing small doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve the world, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't, what? Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, I know why we're doing this, but no, no more. But it's not useful. <laughs> it's not useful to anybody because we all have so many beautiful gifts that we can share with, right. the, with the world. And so when you play small with yourself, you actually do yourself and the entirety of humanity a disservice. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, you know, one of the very intentional purposes of conversation in this podcast has been about community right. and how we best serve the community. And, and I think we've 
I think Philly in general sure. is starting to change in in the sense that uh, there's a they're starting to become a deeper understanding of community. You know that it's so crucial to not just your individual success, but like you you cannot be successful without your community, mm-hmm. right? Like you that right state of mind that you try to be in is so impactful to making sure that you have a long lasting life, but also your family, your neighbors, sure. your coworkers, and and so forth. Is that something that you take into? I guess how how do you see that area of community playing a part in in meditation? So one, we're all connected. So everything that we do does in some way, shape, or form impact somebody else. It impacts the community at large. Um, so whether or not it be something I do small scale here in Philly or something that I try to do on a global scale, right? Um, but everything is, to get a little metaphysical on you guys here, <laughs> everything is energy. And so energy is neither created nor destroyed. It transfers, and it's just all over the place. We may not necessarily be able to see it, but one thing that you probably can see to put this into a pretty good perspective is, you know, on a really hot day and the street heats up and you kind of see something, the mm-hmm. radiation coming off the street, that's long-wave radiation. That's energy. So we can see that as, like, kind of just stuff happening. Um, but even, like, the thoughts I think are energy, me pushing, trying to push this table, that's me exerting energy, right? So, and then me sitting and and speaking certain words to myself or like, you know, saying, or even like trying to put out like words to the entire community, that's energy. So like meditation is a really awesome way to bring peace, right, to the community. So whether or not you're doing it by yourself or you're doing it as a collective, you're having like a street, maybe like a, a block party event where part of that block event you're like, hey, let's have a quick meditation session. Yeah. Um, or like the whole city is like, let's meditate. There have been instances of, I believe, in Tibet where all the young monks come. It's like a million of them. They'll come and they'll just meditate for a day. Wow. And they're just all sitting in this gigantic plaza. I mean, that's, all, that's a lot of energy being yeah. generated. Um, there have been programs by what is called the Art of Living Program. And they recently hosted a global event where people – most people went down North Carolina and other people could just join in virtually. And for like, I think it was like 20 minutes, they just did a guided meditation. And so it was like hundreds of thousands of people around the world, probably millions actually, tuned in because this organization is like really big. Mm. They tuned in and they just followed this guided meditation. And there's a reason for that, right? So when you have a lot of minds coming together, I mean, that's the collective community. So that's more on like an energy point of how does it service the community? But there are ways where in the more tangible physical realm it can service the community and like i said that's that can be through hosting events to get more people to understand the importance of meditation which is something that i'm actually working on to host monthly yeah uh, i'm working on hosting monthly meditation events um just in different locations starting in west philly um and just like getting the local community to come through you know i'm sure i'm going to get a lot of questions and concerns (laughs) i'm sure but i hope to you know encourage some folk you know from the block to just come through and come sit with me and we just hang out and just meditate and maybe have some food afterwards or something like that too um so i'm working on having that be a monthly thing for people to to spread awareness and then eventually you know word of mouth you know if somebody had a really great experience then hopefully they'll tell the mom the grandma the homie the cousin, <laughs> you yeah. know, tell the world, tweet about it, yeah. Instagram about it. <laughs> dope, dope. I'm looking forward to that uh, event when you start having them. Yeah, 2020. We'll do. Uh, tell everybody how to find your podcast. 
You can find me on Apple Podcasts, uh, Meditation Matters, mm. also on Spotify, also on Anchor, and Overcast. <laughs> I will give you the link. There we go. We'll <laughs> put the link in the bio. Put it in the bio. But most people listen through Spotify and Apple. Um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So, and there's also like Google Podcasts too. I guess yep. some folks like that as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And yeah, I also have a website, meditation-matters.com. And what's the uh, social handles? Meditation dot matters. I know it's a lot of different things. The website will not allow me to do the dot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Naya Shell, thank you. This has been a dope conversation. Good. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on here. Once again, I want to thank Nayo Shell for joining me on the podcast today. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. We talked a lot before this interview, um, and we were really able to connect on just, you know, what what does it mean to, you know, like she was talking about before, becoming uh, deconditioned. And it, as I start to reflect a little bit on this past year, it didn't dawn on me until just recently that this entire year has been about deconditioning. You know, when I think about my my journey through this podcast, um, for those who have listened from episode one to today, there it's it's been a, a process of breaking myself from the the corporate norm of what I've used to and challenging what has been expected of me and starting to set my own expectations of what I want to be, what legacy I want to leave. Uh, what impact I want to have on those closest to me. And I, I think that is so important to be in the right frame of mind, not for someone else, but for yourself. Um, so think about that as we have these conversations about community, about meditation, about mental health, about how we engage, not just for someone else or like for some company or something like that, but for our individual self. Is it lending to our own growth? to reaching our full potential, to be the best person that we can be, whoever that is, right? Do we even know who we want to be? And this has been a great journey into that. This podcast has really allowed me to understand that a little better and and break from those norms a little bit. So thank you for always listening in, everyone. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for uh, all my guests who's been, uh, been really really helpful i've had some really great guests throughout this year so thank you to you all for showing up and supporting the podcast supporting this platform um 2020 is a lot of things in store including live events uh, more merch you know hopefully a live podcast we're going to put that out into the air a really exciting project that i'm working on that i i think a lot of people will be uh, intrigued to listen to. Um, we'll put Nayo's podcast into the show notes on how you can listen to her podcast. Make sure you also listen, rate, and review her on Apple Podcasts. The best way for you to support some of these platforms of color is to listen, to rate, subscribe, and uh, to really share with your network as well. It's the best way we can lend our, our voices to you know the, the, the noise that's out there. And I, I think hearing from these black voices, is, especially in this day and age, is really, really important. So thank you again. You can always listen to Salas Corner on Apple Podcasts. Salas Corner is recorded out of Rec Philly. It is a space for creative individuals. It is produced by producer extraordinaire Bree Wilson and features music produced by Delgado. For more of my work, please visit salascorner.com. And until next time, peace, y'all.